Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to You're Doing Amazing, Sweetie. It's a Till Death Do Us Part, Courtney and Travis special. It's really exciting. Yes, I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today, as usual, I am joined by my co-host, Zach Peter. Zach, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. I'm excited to reunite and talk all things Kardashians. It's been a minute. It really has. And I mean, we have we have news. We have some thought. Well, we have a lot of thoughts on the special. So let's let's just get into it. Okay, let's dive in, baby. Let's dive in. As I'm sure you have heard and anyone listening to this podcast who keeps up with the Kardashians probably knows as well. Um, Kim has been cast in the new season of American Horror Story with uh, Emma Roberts. Mm -hmm. Thoughts? Like, is this out of nowhere? What's going on? Uh, It is a little out of nowhere. I mean, I feel like she tried to have an acting career back in the day and like it wasn't great and it wasn't successful. So I'm like, why? Like, especially American Horror Story with like Emma Roberts. Like, I like the iconic vibe of it, but Mm -hmm. also I'm like, Mm -hmm. but like, what is she going to do? Is, are her acting chops going to be any better now? Is she taking acting classes? Is this going to be the story arc for season four of the Kardashians on Hulu, the final season? I, wait, this is the final season? I don't know. I'm just oh, okay. predicting. I was like, wow. Yeah. No, I, well, I mean, you convinced <laughs> me. Yeah. I totally agree with you. She she was in, I think it was Epic Movie. It was one of those, you know, the, the scary movie, oh, Epic yeah. Movie, Epic Disaster Movie, movie blah, blah. I forgot movie. about that. That was her first big film role, aside from the one she starred opposite Ray J. Exactly. And the thing about Kim, which I find fascinating, is that she, you know, we have... Justice Kim, which is like lawyer Kim. And she she went mm-hmm. all in on that. And now she's doing the acting thing. One, I, I want to know, what does this mean for her law career? And two, I think you're right. I think she's going to go into this with like, she she bought the book. 
someone posted a video of Lady Gaga talking about her preparation for A Star is Born. And she's talking about like the Lee Strasberg Institute of Acting. And I and they were like, this is Kim Kardashian joining American Horror Story. And I was like, oh, my, it's it really it will be. It will be. Well, we're going to see her around with like, you know, books about acting. And she's going to talk about her experience getting into the role. Like I can already see what's going to happen. You know what I mean? I know. I mean, like, have we ditched the law? We haven't heard anything about her law career. I don't think anybody has been released from prison lately. And her Mm. Spotify podcast on prison reform, I like didn't hear anything after it after like the first week. So I feel like she's like kind of on to the next thing. She's like, bye, Kanye, bye, law career. Let me become an actress now. Let me become an actress, which honestly... Sure. Good luck. Again, this is how Lady Gaga got her start on American Horror Story. And you know how that happened. So, yeah. Do we think Kim Kim K is going to be the next she's going to be the next Oscar winner? I don't. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, crazier things have happened. So best of luck to Kim. We don't know what this American Horror Story season is about, do we? I don't think we do. It was just like Kim is starring. That's all we got. Listen, I love Kim and I love Emma Roberts. So I'm actually kind of happy that I get to see them both together. Sure. But like, I just, I don't know. I feel like we need to take some acting classes. And I think this may actually be the first season of American Horror Story I actually watch. Okay, I love that for you. Literally never seen it. Oh, okay. Well, watch the earlier seasons. They're pretty intense. They're good. But in terms of like dating news, let's talk a little bit about Kendall is dating Bad Bunny. People are pissed off. Why are people so mad about this? He's hot. And I'm like, get it, Kendall. His fans are upset because they're like, not Kendall Jenner, you know? Listen, I would date him. Bad Bunny, when Kendall doesn't work out, hit me up. I got it. Okay. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? I mean, again, I think it's more so people are like, why? Why would he choose to be with her? It's like, well, she's a supermodel, so, and rich. And she's pretty, and she, yeah, Yeah. she's rich, she's a supermodel, she knows how to cut cucumbers, like, she has so many talents. That's so, She has a a tequila brand, and I feel like Bad Bunny likes tequila, like, who doesn't like a one tequila? I mean, aside from Kathy Hilton. (laughs) Exactly, oh my God. We also learned that Kylie is now allegedly dating Timothy Chalamet, which is what? It's like Mad Libs. Yeah, that I did not see coming. That one I'm a little confused by. I'm here Mm -hmm. for Bad Bunny and Kendall Jenner, but I'm not here for Kylie and Timothy. Like, I just, I I don't know. I, I just didn't see that being her type, nor did I see... Like, I don't know. It's just such an odd pairing. Like, I don't even see her being his type. Like, I see me being more his type than her. That's really funny. Yeah. I mean, I also he's dated a plethora of hot women. So I'm just like, yeah, this makes sense to me. Kylie's hot. Like I I, from that perspective, I just I feel like (laughs) sure. But and for her, I feel like what's the downside to dating, you know, a a successful actor like this guy's would you consider him A-list? Buzzy A-list kind of? Yeah, Yeah, I think he's getting there. He's young Hollywood. He's he's approaching. Exactly. Like, so very weird, but sure. I don't know. The Internet also melted down over that, too. His stands were upset. Well, they need to deal with it. All right. The Kardashians are taking over. And if anything, they're trying to stay relevant and they have to date the most popular guys at the moment in order to do it. They can't keep dating Tristan Thompson. You're so right. Which brings us to our next check in point. Tristan Mm. was traded 
to the Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers, which means he is in L.A. now. And Chloe was like, yay, so happy you're here in L.A. And he was also included in their Easter celebration. I I mean, I don't trade him back. I don't want him. Nope. L.A. does not want Tristan Thompson. Send him back. Send him in the mail to somewhere else because we're not we are not accepting him with open arms. Okay. And what I thought was weird, and I, I well, he's just a liar, so maybe that's on me for not for forgetting that. But he also told, remember Mara Lee Nichols, who he had his yeah the baby. baby with? She was saying because she leaked those DMs, and it was like he was saying something along the lines of, "Well, you know, I'm not, I'm retiring soon. I'm past my prime, and you're not going to get a cent out of me because of it." Well, he was lying because I mean he was traded to the Lakers, and uh, so and she better call her attorney and be like, "All right, money by Monday, Randall." Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Also, like you can't just be like, "Oh, sorry, I don't have a job. I can't support mm-hmm. my kid." Like you just like that's not how it works. Okay, ask my father; they'll come for you, and so will <laughs> I. So, like, you just can't be like, "Sorry, I can't." Like, you know, I'm piecing right. out on you know, like you I can't just... do it nowadays, especially. They'll nowadays, you down. especially, exactly. Yeah. You know what? The Lakers need to get him on track. At least he has a paycheck so that he can pay his child support and provide for his kid. So, also, I just. Oh, God, the fact that she is out here making an effort to be like, congratulations, you're in L.A., you're close. It's just, you know what you're going to get, Chloe. Like, I just this is just it's a pattern that keeps on repeating. And I I just this is so stupid. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I get her like wanting to have the co-parenting relationship, right? And like keeping it cute. But like, we don't need to keep it cute on the Internet for like every like we don't need to praise that. No, thank you, Chloe. Absolutely not. We don't need to include him in Chris's little Easter basket thing. We don't nope. need him to drop the kids off at ballet. She went from the favorite Kardashian to the least favorite Kardashian. And she was finally trying to come back up again. And now I'm just like, Chloe, you're killing it. You're literally killing your reputation. She was clawing her way back because she has little literal claws as, as we've seen in many a photo her hands are mm-hmm. like claws the chicken hands yeah she was clawing her way back to the top and i think this is this a swift fall again because it's so stupid i'm sorry and i normally like chloe and again i know we've talked about it on the last season of the kardashians where we were supportive of her supportive of her and we thought that she really gave like the emotional heart of the show and she was mm-hmm. she she welcomed us into some really personal aspects of her life which is why we love the show to begin with so it was like thank you but now she's being stupid and i just can't support it i'm sorry i can't support it no break her heart again <laughs> i know we're just it's just a matter of time it's just a matter of time especially now that he's in la cheat on her again cheat Do on it. her again we'll find she it. deserves it now we'll <laughs> Uh, exactly okay well that was fun we had a good time checking in with the Kardashians as we as we always do at the top of the show and now we're gonna move on to a little recap for the Courtney and Travis special it's a Kravis special till death do us part and what it is is pretty much them showing the world their three weddings and Hulu got a special. Uh, I'm assuming Chris made some kind of deal because Kim got her fairy tale wedding and Chloe also got a wedding special on E. So 
you know, it's only fair that Courtney gets hers. But like, I want to know the thought process in all of this, because like this would have made last season of the Kardashians so much better had we just sprinkled all of this throughout. Because remember, right. we were watching, we're like, why don't we see any footage from Vegas? Why didn't we see at yes. least a photo from the wedding? Like, there was all the buildup and hype around the wedding and her planning the wedding, but we didn't really get any of the wedding. Like, it would have at least made the show a little more interesting because it would have added another layer to it, whereas, like, it fell a little flat because it's just these random, you know, Courtney kind of preparing for her wedding Mm -hmm. and then the special was just released so much like the time between when last season ended and when the special comes like the timing was just a little too spread out for me that it's like do we even care at this point and that's what's weird to me is that it's like we don't care and usually the kardashians are so good at like making sure that we get the right information at the right time like chris marketing genius but this i just was not thought out it was not thought out. It was there was no marketing genius behind it. I'm thinking because all of the footage for the most part is like personal footage, like their right. own personal videographers and stuff from the wedding. None of it's professionally shot. So my thought is, is like, w- did she just not want to give any of this up for the show? And then eventually they convinced her to do a wedding special because like it felt so last minute, let's just throw all the footage that we have together and put together a cute little YouTube blog. I think that is a great point. Because I swear to you, there was I maybe I'm just making this up, but I feel like I read somewhere where or actually I think she mentioned it. She was like, I don't know if I really want to film anymore. Speaking about the show in general. And she was like, I just would like to keep some things personal, blah, blah, blah. And and I feel like that definitely plays into she made a deal with Hulu or, you know, was decided After okay the fact, i guess yeah, yeah exactly exactly because it would have been smart for them to finish like okay maybe they wanted to do their own wedding special then do the wedding special at the end of the season like right now real house right. is in new jersey we have Teresa and louis wedding special at the end of the season that's how we did it with keeping up with the kardashians with kim and chloe's weddings right. is we had the whole season and then we had the wedding special immediately after so it feels like she didn't want to give any of the wedding footage she didn't want to put any of this up and then eventually months later she's kind of like oh well you know, let's think about it. And then, you know, she kind of kept Hulu on the back burner for so long. And then finally they got her to agree to hand over all the footage and tape one last interview with her and Travis. But it just, it it felt a little, like it was cute and it was endearing and I enjoyed it more than I expected to enjoy it. But like, I don't know, I wouldn't say it was like a knockout. Producer Devin and I were both like, this is the worst thing we've ever seen. And so we yeah, did okay. that for you. So. The, the group text that we were on and you guys were like, this is the worst thing ever. And then I was like, oh no, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> and then finally I started watching. I'm like, okay, I get it. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. But then eventually I kind of came around. I, I stopped watching in the evening. I was like, let me watch it first thing in the morning with like some coffee and like, you know, capture more. But I think it was cute and endearing in some parts. And I think it dragged in other parts. It was just a little too long for me. Yes, it was a little too long. That is, This is why it should have just been like an episode or an episode and a half or something like that. 45 minutes, an hour. It didn't need to be over an hour at all. No, it did not. So you're right. Let's, I guess, let's kind of recap the whole thing. Technically, there are four different I guess we want to call it like locations or vignettes almost. And it's like their Vegas wedding, their Santa Barbara wedding, and then the main one, which is the Portofino Italy wedding. And throughout, they are sitting on a bed and it's shot in black and white. 
and they're lounging together. They're like <laughs> wrapped up in each other's arms and they're just talking about their wedding and all the weddings and how they're so in love. And and she's like, I, you know, I'm going through our personal archives and it's our personal footage that we're sharing with the world and just like sharing or is this being forced upon us because I feel like it's the latter and it was very black and white very I thought of Madonna's truth or dare documentary Mm. I'll be honest I've never seen it but I've seen clips of it and it's in black and white and she's like lounging and she's being real or whatever and I I just feel like that was a thing back then Courtney loves that era and I I just that's what I thought when I first saw this yeah, they're the black and white interview bits are probably, I think, the worst part of this special because so like, unnecessary. Like, so unnecessary, but also necessary and done wrong. Because the thing is, they have so much footage that isn't professionally shot that it's a lot of mix mash, right? So what they needed was a good narration of what actually happened and somebody that's entertaining and can captivate us and keep our attention and string through all the random clips that we have of this wedding nonsense, right? Or not nonsense because it's, you know, true love and love wins. (laughs) Hashtag. But like... For me, like the wedding special was like the least interesting to look at in comparison to all the Kardashian wedding specials because I think Travis and Courtney just as much as they're in love and that's cute, they don't captivate you. They can't keep your attention and they're so bad at like storytelling that like you can tell whoever edited this was really struggling to put together the one hour footage that they sat them down for. Courtney was like, literally, I will give you one hour and it has to be shot in my bedroom. (laughs) And they took that and they're like, okay, let's try to use it. That's literally what it felt like. And they're like, okay, let's try to use this to string together, you know, this actual wedding special. I thought the Vegas pieces were cute because it was very vlog style and I think vlog style is popular right now and I get that maybe Hulu wanted to go in that direction because it's streaming and people are watching on their phones whatever so I get the intention the execution I think is what failed and I think Courtney and Travis are to blame for that because their interview bits were not great they were not great and they were just boring bland we literally didn't learn anything and also I just want to mention that Carmen Electra and Dave Navarro did the Till Death Do Us Part first. Do you remember that show? It was on MTV <laughs> in the 2000s. Yes. It, it was pretty much the same exact thing. It was a documentation of their wedding. It was called the same exact thing. I just wanted to put that out there because it was just like, wow, well, you ripped them off. But OK. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You're right. And what I found interesting, too, is, again, we get their three weddings But we get so little of the first two, which I guess is fine. But I just I don't know. I thought the the first one that they show, which is where they go to Las Vegas and get married after the Grammys on April 4th, 2022. I thought that was uh, more like real and fun and just show them as a couple more than anything else that we saw, to be honest. I agree. I liked the Vegas wedding. I thought it was it was fun. It was funny. It was entertaining because they were drunk. And Elvis is calling her Chloe and she's like laughing about it. So I thought that that was the two strongest pieces of it, I thought, were the Vegas wedding and then the Portofino wedding. But I think the Portofino wedding was just a little too. We had too much of it. Too much. I think like, yeah, we'll get to the end of it because I think that's where it really shined was at the end with the wedding and the music and all of that. That was probably my favorite but again we didn't need so much of the fluff and the second wedding i 
it just felt a little un- like it really wasn't a wedding. It was more of just like we signed the marriage <laughs> certificate and then called it a second wedding. Exactly. Exactly. That was. Oh, my God. It, that, you're so right. But OK, so then the Santa Barbara wedding, which we literally get. I don't even know if we got even a minute of it, which is fine, because like you said, it was just them signing papers. And MJ, Courtney's grandma and Travis's dad were there. They were the only witnesses because they weren't going to make it to Italy for you know, I, whatever reason. And MJ was still on probation. <laughs> MJ was, they're like, get back into your corner. Yeah. And then I don't even, I mean, it's just like, you know, she was wearing that little short wedding dress. She loves those short wedding dresses, which Ugly. fine, whatever. It's very, Ugly. Uh, just no, tacky. not fine. Not fine. Not <laughs> whatever. Fine Ugly, Amelia. I mean, no, no, you're right. You're, thank so you. Bad. You are right. So tacky. I hated it. And uh, I mean, they had the classic just married sign on the back of the vintage car with the tin cans and they made sure to let everyone know like we had the just married with the tin cans. I was just like, okay, like, okay. It was a cute Instagram photo op, but like, right. Unnecessary. So unnecessary. So, and again, it felt, this felt just so cobbled together without any forethought almost because it was just like okay this and this and now we're on to the next one so we were on to the next one because this took up the bulk of the documentary which I mean makes sense but it was it was just like again I would have loved to see them in Las Vegas because that was funny and and again like when they're stating the vows, like Travis kind of breaks into laughter, like genuine, real laughter. And I really enjoyed I thought that was so authentic. And I it was just like sweet to see that side. And of course, we didn't we didn't. We saw two seconds of it. So, yeah. And I wanted to see Courtney throwing up. We had Me apparently too. that was supposed to be on 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 camera, too. And she didn't want to reveal any of that. But like, well, and the Vegas wedding, I think. Yeah, they teased us so much. And then we didn't really get much of the Vegas wedding. But we got so much of Portofino that like some of that stuff we really didn't need. Let's talk about it. Okay, so we arrive or they arrive to Portofino, Italy, May 17th, 2022. They discuss about how they've hired Ellen von Unworth, who is a famous photographer to take photos and video, blah, blah, blah. Everyone in the family gathers in Italy. We also learn, interestingly, because I mean, before this, I was like, Travis's son, Landon, I don't care. But for some reason, this documentary kind of wanted to push him for whatever reason. And he's so uncomfortable in it, too. So uncomfortable, so awkward, which is absolutely fine. But it's just like, why are you pushing him on us? Because he shows up several times. We hear about how he walked off two commercial flights, but finally rode with Kim on Kim Air, which I was just like, yeah, of course, of course you did, which is Yeah, fine. who's not going to want to ride on Kim Air? Exactly. I would walk off two commercial flights to go on Kim Air too. <laughs> same, same. So honestly, smart, Landon. But again, just, okay, cool, great, wonderful. We have Courtney discussing how she summers there with her kids and Domenico Dolce from Dolce and Gabbana opened up his house for them, blah, blah, blah. It was just a lot of like, pomp and circumstance around the whole Dolce & Gabbana thing. thing, and, and she talks about how they opened up their 90s archive for the special so Cordy could dress however she wants. I, I was just like, okay. What did you think of the Dolce & Gabbana of it all? Cute. I didn't think very much of it. I mean, I, <laughs> to be honest. No, I, I mean, agree. Watching it, 
watching it play out on Instagram felt like it was like sponsored. And then we get this footage right. where it feels a little less sponsored and a little more like subliminally sponsored. Like he was like, he wanted to push it, but like wanted it to feel organic. But he's like, let right. me get you boats and let me open up my house to you. But then she says that every time she goes to Portofino with the kids, that that's where they stay. Right. So, I mean, I, I don't know. What did I think of it? Not very much. Not very much. And we don't even, not that I would want more Domenico Dolce there, but we barely get him. And it's just like, okay. I think it would have been better with this wedding special and getting all this Portofino footage if we had also mixed in some of what was professionally shot by Hulu, Mm. where we see her trying on the dress and we mix in clips of the professional footage with clips of their home footage. And I think that balance could have kind of, you know, maybe made it a little more. So, yeah, something. No, I completely agree because we did get it when we watched this past season of Kardashians. We we do get the member when they're in Milan and they're trying on stuff. Yeah. They're like, we have to find the best coffee or whatever. And it's like, why can't we mix that? You're like you're saying, why couldn't we have mixed that into this special and just saved time? Because that also felt like it was missing something. And what it was yes. missing was all of this. So exactly. it's like we have the two pieces that just didn't fit. And had we just like condensed them together and had a more cohesive story, it would have been packaged so much better. So much better. You're so right. And it's it's just frustrating to see this because it's like, I don't why at this point, why? So, yeah. I also like how they were like, we decided to announce it on our one year anniversary. I'm like, no, you did it. Like this, right. th- this got dragged out so long that it just happened to be around the time of the one year anniversary. And we're like, OK, well, let's just tie it all together and hope that people don't ask questions. Exactly. <laughs> that's like exactly. You know, that's how the conversation went down. Yeah. And then. So as we arrive to Portofino, which is beautiful, we get a welcome dinner. We get Chris getting drunk, which is always fun. Landon gives a lame speech. Again, why is why are they pushing him as the breakout star? Weird. What did you think of the welcome dinner? Cute. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt through most of this. Cute. Cute. Not very much. But like, not that nice. exciting. like, again, this would have been a great like YouTube vlog behind the scenes. Oh, my sort God. Of. Like, that's what it felt like. It felt very vlogger, you know? Totally. The Landon speech, I don't think we need. I think we could have done a little more of the Chris Slurry Martini speeches. Because, like, those are always, those are always great. But, like, the hard thing with even the speeches, too, is it's like, there's no good audio in any of this footage because it's all so so true unprofessionally done that it's like i that it's like do i really want to listen to you know a shaky camera where there's like poor audio listening to them making speeches like it feels like it was filmed on like somebody's iphone and we just decided to string it all together it probably was but I feel like wedding videos, like when you have like, I don't know, like an average Joe filming their wedding, like those wedding videos are so much cuter than I think some of the footage that we got here. Yes, I've seen better. Honestly, I've taken better video at weddings than this crap. Honest. I'm sorry. It's the truth. So I don't know. Who knows? Maybe actually I have no excuse for this. No, none. Sorry. It was bad. And again, of course, we always have to get them like being hounded by paparazzi. It's like, we get it. You're famous. We get it. Thank you. So after the welcome dinner, we kind of get back to them setting up the wedding and there's a helicopter to drop a piano and some wood into the wedding space at Dolce's. And I was like, okay, yes, more of your wealth. We get it. Thank you. 
right? The exuberance. Like, yes. again, just one of the things that maybe wasn't necessary that maybe we just cut that piece out and like, you know, focused on like the love story. I don't know. But the love story, I feel like has been so overdone at this point. Agreed. And it's like, they're so boring. I'm sorry. They're so boring. And I want to talk a little bit about their pastor, Chad Veach, who quote, dropped everything to be there with us, which is like, no shit. I mean, of course. Yeah, who's not going to drop everything? Like if Courtney texted me and said, hey, come on a flight on Kim Aaron, come to my wedding. I would drop everything. Me too. Oh my God. Are you fucking kidding? Well, and also. If I had children, I would drop them to attend this wedding. (laughs) Me too. I mean, especially if you're like, uh, you know, you're officiating it. Like that's a big deal. That's a lot of press. This is the same guy who freaking started his, his church is called Zoe. It's, it's spelled like Zoe, but it's pronounced Zoe. It's in, it's an LA church inspired by Hillsong. We all know about Hillsong, but like he started, according to the Wikipedia, he started doing services at the One Oak nightclub, which is just like says everything I need to know about this wow. loser. Yeah. There we go. That's, that's where you go to find Jesus is at One Oak. At One Oak. Exactly. And, but also he was embroiled in a little scandal when Elliot Page called out Chris Pratt for attending a famously anti-LGBTQ church. But then, and I think people thought he was referring to Hillsong, but apparently, well, he never really clarified. But Chris Pratt saw this and was like, no, I never went to Hillsong. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, well, okay, but you did go to Zoe, you attend Zoe Church, which is inspired by Hillsong. This guy is friends with the Hillsong dude. They, he also, him and his wife, who apparently are close friends with Courtney and Travis, that's what they said, also produced a movie called The Heart of Man, which is a docudrama on sexual brokenness, which aligns same-sex attraction with porn addiction and infidelity, according to Wikipedia. So this guy, I mean, fuck this guy and fuck Courtney and Travis for having him at their wedding. Sorry, that's how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, they went above and beyond with this Catholic theme. They had all the crosses and the altars. And it was a very interesting direction that they took this wedding in for sure. It was. And it was just like, I hate everything about this. It's so stupid. So sorry for that little detour. But I just I just had to get that off my chest, you know, because it's just like, fuck you. (laughs) And then. I just want to mention also this when Travis is talking about their wedding. He's like, when we talk about our wedding, when we talk about our wedding to our kids, we're not going to be like, oh, we just got married in Los Angeles or, oh, we just got married in the desert or San Francisco or Utah. To have it be like Italy, Portofino is like we wanted to say that. It's like, okay, you literally never speak and you're going to waste your precious speaking moments on camera to say that, to say that. I mean, this is just so, that quote is like, to me personally, indicative of this entire special, who Travis and Courtney are. They're so boring and give us nothing. While giving us something, they give us absolutely nothing. I mean, I get that like it's a flex to like be like, we got married in Portofino with Dolce & Gabbana. But like at the same time, it's like, but you also got married in Santa Barbara and in Vegas. Like this is your third wedding ceremony at this point. And like, I don't know. It just, it was very self-indulgent of Travis and Courtney that I just, I don't know. Like at least Kim's wedding special, her uh, her 
well, she had a few weddings, but like even Chloe's wedding special, like at least those were like, you know, they kind of took us into the family moments and they kind of, you know, showed us their love story. And, you know, we got little glimpses even in Kim's uh, wedding to Kanye. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was done so well that this just feels like it was not the most necessary. And I love Courtney and I love Travis. And there were parts of the, the the special that I really did enjoy sure. because when we get to see their love story, and I think it's mainly in like sure. the last 30 minutes of the special. Yeah. Maybe even the last 20 minutes where we really get to see the, the their connection a lot more rather than like the forced connection in like their confessional and in all this random footage that they have. You know, I feel like it just it could have been done so much better. So much better. So much. I mean, there are so many ways this could have been done better, but it's just like, oh, my God, we're giving us to the two most boring people in this family. So that again, I was but, like, at least bring in somebody that can help save it. If we're going to give a Courtney and like, oh, give right. us more Chris, give us one yes. of the sisters, give us Chloe, like something like Landon's not saving this, this ship. And, but they think he is not even given, give us some Alabama. Yes, truly, truly. Like I want to see her put on her makeup because it's fascinating. Instead, all we got was Arkansas and I'm <laughs> underwhelmed. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. It's so true. And then so we have more pre-wedding and not antics, but you know what I mean? We see Chris give court. Well, see, I see this is another part I I, I liked because it was very real and heartfelt. Chris gives Courtney her wedding ring, Robert Sr., R.I.P. And I thought that was really sweet. It was sweet because they show the flashbacks of Robert yeah. Kardashian and and why that was so meaningful to Courtney. That I think those are the moments that I think the, the heart moments, like the real moments, are what I think carry the special. Yeah. But the thing is, it was over an hour long that it went so long that it's like you miss a lot of those moments because there's so much fluff and filler. Yes, it drags in so many other parts that it's just like you you tune it out and then you're like, oh, I missed the nice part. And you're like, damn it. Yeah. The one good part. Exactly. Yeah, because this was kind of buried and they, they went by it like very quickly, but very quickly. Then we see the arrival. So we get to the, the actual wedding day and we see the arrivals of Machine Gun Kelly, Mark Hoppus and Simon Huck, Steph Shep, another. It's like the. um you know, their business friends. I found this interesting that we spent it like a, you know, a few, well, maybe not minutes, but like a minute ish on the arrival of MGK and Mark Hoppus. And I was like, okay, the other Blink-182 guy couldn't make it. Like the, the other guy who's like arguably the most famous guy from the group couldn't make it to the wedding. Like the most famous person at this wedding, I think might've been Megan Fox. And she was only there because freaking Machine Gun Kelly is best friends with Travis. Yeah. I mean, I did think it, the arrivals were so long and unnecessary. And there was no real like narration about like why all of these people are meaningful other yes. than to be like, here's Megan Fox. Here's Machine Gun Kelly. And it was all just like B-roll footage that like had no narration to it or no like understanding of like, why is it important that Megan Fox is at your wedding? Like, why are we showing her in your love why? story? Other than we have Megan Fox. And, that's and we have a helicopter and we're getting married in Italy. Exactly. Like, it was a lot of those like flexy moments. I agree with you. That is such a great way to put it. It was a flexy moment. But the sad thing is it was like it was very much like a you played yourself because I don't I'm sorry, but I don't consider Machine Gun Kelly or Mark Hoppus at your wedding that much of a flex. Like, OK, I would hope that your bandmate 
would make it. I mean, again, it's so telling the other Blink-182 guy, Tom DeLonge, wasn't even there. And again, I think, like you're saying, they wanted to this to be a flex. Like, oh my gosh, there's, you know, famous people at this wedding. But it's like... Okay. Do you think that the flex was coming from Travis and Courtney or do you think the flex was coming from maybe the producers or the editors that were trying to be like, let's try to show what an exorbitant and, and extravagant wedding this is. And look, we have celebrities and we have helicopters and look at how big and grand it is. I think it's I also just feel like that's not. Yeah, because I don't feel like Courtney is big and grand and I don't think Travis really cares. I mean, they're out here doing, you know, commercials for Darren vegan chicken. Like, right. you know, they're, they don't care about the, you know, the opulence of it all that I think producers wanted to make it big and grand. Totally. But it's like, if you're going to make it big and grand, then you need the big and grand, you know, drone cameras that need show the all of Italy. Yep. Like, you know, we really need to make it feel big and grand in the footage and we don't have big and grand footage. Uh-huh. 100%. I 100% agree with you. And I also think that I feel like Courtney is smart enough to know like Machine Gun Kelly and Mark Hoppus at her wedding isn't anything to really brag about. So like, I, I just think she wouldn't even have cared to have them in featured at all. And again, Machine Gun Kelly, I'm sorry, but he was featured at length in this documentary. It was A just lie. like, why? Why? Of all freaking people. I just don't like him. So that was really weird. And again, I think to bring it back to your point about the producers, which I think is so spot on, it was very much because, okay, so I saw recently, like today, I saw a trailer for the Sylvester Stallone show, upcoming reality show he's doing with his daughters on Paramount Plus. What? It's a Paramount Plus exclusive. Yes. I'll send you. Does a, anybody watch that? Well, I do, but I will send you a clip. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. I can't wait. <laughs> okay, good. But it's funny because, you know, obviously people know that celebrities bring eyes to shows and especially reality shows. And they immediately feature. Who do they feature in this clip of the Stallone show? Well, obviously Sylvester Stallone, but like Al Pacino, like you're always going to lead with these big stars. And again, I think they were trying to do that kind of, even though this was buried footage, but it, it, they were never not going to show MGK. You know what I mean? It was yeah. very much that. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, yeah. okay. It's also weird now knowing the place that MGK and Megan oh, Fox are in right now. Like the completely. relationship isn't even great. So it's like weird watching them weird. in a great relationship from like a year ago. And I just kept thinking, I'm like, did they sign release forms? Were they yeah. under the impression that this footage was going to be used at some point? Is that why it took so long? Like, I don't know. My brain just started going into all the other, you know, background minutiae. But like there was a lot of Machine Gun Kelly. Too much. Do you think that they edited it? Like after the whole machine gun Kelly, Megan Fox thing, when they broke up or whatever, do you think they were like, oh, we have too much Megan Fox in this. We need to like edit her out of a lot of it. No, because my impression is he enjoyed filming on the camera, but mm. Megan Fox like could not be bothered filming anything. Okay. Like she doesn't yeah. really give us very much that I think she just was a little more. They probably just don't have a lot of good footage of her. Whereas like Machine Gun Kelly is like, let me eat the pasta. Yeah, and give she's me the like, camera. And they're like, yeah. And then they're like, Megan, do you want to do a, a, a bit with him? And you both eat the pasta together. And she's like, I don't need glue in. Yeah, and like that's her iconic. only line. In the, and that was the best line, line in the entire thing. Yeah, no, I... It really was. I was right. like, I can relate. I love that. Okay, so then, yes, yeah, so that happens. <sighs> we see them getting ready, and I just thought it was so funny that Bright Eyes 
first day of my life was playing in the background. I was like, wow, true emo kids. All right. I have not heard that song since maybe 2011. Like it it was just like, of, of course, of course. I do love all of the emo music in, yeah, no, in it the was special. Funny. I feel like we should have gotten it a lot earlier on because <laughs> yeah. we don't really get it until like halfway through Portofino. Mm-hmm. But like, I just, I, because it, it, it's more them, you know, and I felt like it was more yeah. tra- like, you know, it's just, they have that goth emo vibe to them that I'm like, okay, it's kind of cute. Cause it's on brand for them. That's what I, I like that. They were playing into that whole aspect. Cause I remember when they first got together, people were like ribbing Courtney for wearing band t-shirts and being like, you know, you yeah. changed your whole style to accommodate you know, this, this guy. So yeah, yeah, that was a funny little, I guess, I guess Easter, you could call it an Easter egg. So then we see the wedding, they get emotional, which was sweet. We see their vows, which I thought was interesting because they did end up kind of speaking to their relationship at the reception, but they strike me as people who would have like, oh, we're going to write our own vows because we're so in love, blah, blah, blah. But they didn't do that. It was surprising to me, but at the same time, I wasn't totally surprised because I also think like, it's like, oh, more work? No, we're not going to do that. You know what I mean? I was surprised. I feel like, I mean, Travis did his heartfelt thing like at the reception, but the... Like Courtney, like literally didn't give us anything. Like she, no. she didn't write her own bio. She didn't write a nice, cute speech. Like she was just like there for it. She, she was just there for it completely. She showed up to her wedding. She, yeah, which is all she needed to do. Yeah. So that was interesting. And then after, you know, the ceremony, they boat over to the castle for their reception. Of course, we have to get Travis putting Courtney's dirty foot into his mouth because that's who these people are. I was just like, okay, I didn't need to see that, but all right, great. (laughs) Right, because it's like at that point, you know, like she's been walking on her heels all day. It's very like there's dirt everywhere. They're like, you know, Portofino is gorgeous, but it's also not like the most clean and she's in heels that like her feet are sweaty and dirty at this point. out of the pandemic. Like, can we? think about it a little bit. Yeah. So that was, but of course I knew, of course they were going to do like, it's yes, of course they're going to do that. Of course it wouldn't be a special, a Courtney and Travis special without it. Then of course we, you know, they're at the reception, they're eating pasta, great shots of pasta. It looked delicious. We also learned Megan Fox does not eat gluten. Like you said, like yourself. Hopefully she got, I don't know, gluten-free pasta or, or something. Maybe a nice Listen, salad. I would have eaten the pasta <laughs> in Portofino. You're in Portofino. Yeah. You're at a you're wedding. Italy, like a when, when in Rome, right? When, when in, in Portofino, go all in. I At least a agree. bite. I would have done it. At least a bite. Like, come on. And then Chris surprises them with a performance from Andrea Bocelli, the classical singer, and they dance to Elvis's Can't help falling in love do you think because i know obviously you are a real housewives of beverly hills fan super fan and archivist honestly if anyone's an archivist here it's you with the housewives did you like andrea bocelli's appearance here better or in i don't remember what season it was but when david foster brought him out on housewives no i think i liked it better here really okay Okay, interesting. I just felt like, like, listen, I mean, they're very different. 
it was, I feel like Andrea Bocelli on Housewives was a little awkward because like, it was like a moment for David Foster and I didn't really understand why we had that moment, Mm -hmm. especially because he was like, you know, like scolding the ladies and like telling Taylor Arms are like, don't sing along with it. Like, it was just awkward and I think he made it awkward, but I liked Andrea Bocelli here because I just thought it was a cute moment, you know, where him singing, you know, Can't Help Falling in Love, Elvis, they got married in front of Elvis at their Vegas wedding. It's a sappy love song. We're seeing the, the dance and the music and the reception that I just, this is where I think the special started to pick up for me. And I really did <laughs> the like last this 10 moment. Minutes. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I get that. <laughs> really though. Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, great appearances by Andrea Bocelli in reality shows. I'm just saying it's uh, incredible. But yeah, no, it was very sweet. He sang with his son who was doing the piano. Uh, it was lovely. Also, I, I have a question to pose. Uh, throughout this special, we see shots of this young man who I guess is friends with Landon. I don't know, but it's this guy named Carl. Who the fuck is Carl? And if you watch this special, you will you will run into Carl. I don't know who Carl is, and why do we keep uh, landing on Carl? This is I was like maddening. I don't get it, and there's no explanation of who Carl is. None. No, is Carl Landon's boyfriend? Like there has to be a reason we have some prominence with Carl. It's baffling. Again, it's just baffling. Uh, They're just like, we don't have Mason. Let's throw Carl in the mix. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think it goes back to like, you know, okay, here's Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. It's like, you're not going to tell us why they're here in relation to anything this is so maddening yeah and that's where the interview bits should have been able to give us those contexts exactly but we don't have any of that because <sighs> travis and courtney don't know how to give us a good interview bit and they literally you can tell they told the the, the cameraman you have one hour you have like, one hour you have us for one hour get, get out. out what you need to get out <laughs> exactly. yeah and then get out <laughs> get out exactly uh okay so then we don't learn who carl is but we do see that machine gun kelly performs a song which fine i don't i have no thoughts on his song so uh that happens and that was kind of the end we learned absolutely nothing but uh i guess we we had a fun time doing it i don't know it you know they did, at least. It was a fun, like, behind-the-scenes peek at the wedding since we literally got none of it on the actual show, yeah. which I felt like was such a big buildup and disappointment that we literally got not even photos of it on the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. And I think if we were going to do a wedding special, it should have been, like, a 45-minute special, and it should have come immediately after the finale from last season. Maybe yeah. a week or two, like, if they want to, like, bring it up a little bit. Yeah. But not this long. Like, this is months after the fact. It's crazy. And, like, do we it was so random too because it's like there was all the buildup on the kardashians on the show right. so it's like build up build up build up and then nothing and then all of a sudden you know we get this random wedding special all this time later before we go into the third season and then it just reminds me like oh we've had a lot of time since you know and then i wish we would have like wrapped it up like the end should have been like a family scene I, similar to i guess yeah. what they did in the finale but like it should have been like a family scene of like okay this is our updated life this is where our life is today i like that or even if the interview bit was like courtney and travis like having a conversation in their kitchen, not in the bedroom, but like in the kitchen with like the sisters and they're like reflecting on it and looking at old wedding photos and, oh, do you remember this moment from the wedding? And then we have that archived footage of it. Like, I just feel like the storytelling piece of it was what really lacked and I didn't love 
you know, Courtney and Travis's narration. I or lack thereof. completely agree. I would have also loved to see more of like the kids. I feel like the kids, uh-huh. her kids, especially Rain. And I think Penelope too. Mason obviously doesn't want to be filmed, which is totally his right and good for him. But I would have loved to see her kids a little more. I think they're adorable and they always bring it like and Rain, even this yeah. uh, special, he brought it. And it was just I mean, I don't know. It would have been interesting, at least, you know, in her sister specials, we did get kind of like family drama, you know, which we yeah. didn't get any of here. And I think that would be an interesting kind of something to see, see them like melding their families. And I'm not saying there needs to be any type of like acrimony between the families. And I don't really think there there is. But can we just at least get the kids saying something or just talk about that? Or I, it just... It was so, yeah, I don't get it. Especially because in the first season, we have the moment of the kids struggling to adapt to their mom getting engaged to Travis. And then there's no follow up with that. Like, we just don't talk about that. We don't address any of it. And I'm just like, okay, I get leaving Scott out. Okay, fine. She doesn't want Scott to be part of this moment. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. But like, at least the kids, like, and maybe we don't need the kids necessarily or directly, but like, have them talk about like the struggles of like, we're trying to merge our families and we're in love and these are the things that we're doing. I don't know, just something that gives us a peek into their new family because it was just too much Courtney and Travis. Because this ain't it. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's that's kind of the special. So, you know, if uh, you're listening to this and thinking about watching it, I mean, go for it. I don't care. But uh, <laughs> I'm just warning you. I'm warning you that it, it isn't that cohesive. So, you know. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. With Capella University's FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines, learn at your pace, and access most coursework from anywhere at any time. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Okay, let's do some show superlatives slash awards. We're going to invite our wonderful producer, Devin, to come on and share some thoughts as well. Um, Okay, you guys, what was your... What was the most extra moment slash detail? What was your favorite? The feet. Okay. Oh, Courtney's feet on the boat ride, I thought was just the most extra. I didn't love it, but it was just like so much for me and I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. It was just like, we, we know, we know. We know. We get it. You like her feet, but we don't need you sucking on her to- her dirty feet on the boat ride. The sucking on the toes. It was disgusting. Absolutely vile. I'm sorry. I just, I, 
I won't stand for it. Yeah. I think every time Courtney name dropped a fashion person, you know, Ellen Von Unworth, Domenico Dolce, I think she says Carl as in Carl Lagerfeld, but it might be Carl from the special. We don't know. I, I was just like, okay, yeah, we get it. You're rich and hang out with fashion people. I was like, yeah, of course. That was just like so pretentious to me, but whatever. But like also looked incredibly tacky throughout this entire thing. So yes. to those designers, I, you know, there were some questionable when she wore that red dress, I think to the welcome party uh-huh. with that fur uh-huh. just looked mismatched. Didn't love it. <laughs> yeah. Ser- Didn't love Seriously. it. Seriously. <laughs> My God. Okay. And Devin, what was your most extra moment? I think every time Megan Fox opened her mm. mouth, the two times she was on camera. And this is why when you guys were talking about this, I don't know if it wasn't that they had B-roll rather that like whoever put this together did not like Megan Fox because every time she came on, she seemed awkward, unbearable, (laughs) weird, like just didn't. That's a great point. Didn't mesh in the special. That's a great point. I think that's just Megan Fox. I literally think that that's just her. Oh, that's unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) That's sad. That is sad. I don't know, man. It just felt like no one really wanted to be there I, or well maybe not that but it was just it did feel just off you're right it was just like okay i don't know okay best look zach mm, i love kim and chloe's looks at the wedding i love chloe with the crown yes i like the black lace like kim's yeah. hair looks good i love a blonde rudy kim and i think her hair looked great the color was great their makeup was good and just like their outfits were so like Courtney's wedding dress was vile but like the sisters knew how to pull it together and save her <laughs> You're right. it was vile I did like the crown me too I thought yeah, it was the crown, the crown. Was a fun Catholicism it gave like Met Gala Catholicism yes. Rihanna yes Chloe had the best taste she yeah. really did I want to wear a crown I know I was thinking like Beyonce when I saw it I was like oh okay I mean sorry I don't mean to drop Beyonce yeah. with Chloe but um yeah and just, okay and then- Courtney and Travis <laughs> with the name dropping <laughs> yeah. oh, but I yeah and I thought her hair looked good with it too I thought it was like really yeah. cool so yeah I agree I also again as we all did I think I hated all of Courtney's dresses that is one thing that is true. But I, I thought Penelope in her little flower girl bridesmaid dress, mm. it was like white with like little roses and stuff. Yeah. That was so cute. She looks so cute with her little red hair. I was like, you're adorable. The red hair was really yeah. cute. I also on that, I thought the kids actually looked the best. Landon, yeah. I didn't love his little sparkly suit <laughs> yeah. moment, but Atiana and Alabama, Rain's little short tux was really so cute. Adorable. I thought the kids were impeccably dressed Agreed. i don't know yeah. what happened to courtney but the kids kids were very cute agree totally agree uh, it's baffling how she didn't i don't know dress herself well um okay let's give out a little mvp zach who's your mvp I think my MVP is going to have to go to drunk Chris and all her sure. slurry soapy speeches. And she kept repeating like, and that's not the martinis talking. I'm like, yes, yes it, it is. is. <laughs> but like your your blood is like half martini at this point. So, <laughs> you know, we, we just we know that there's it's all Belvedere inside <laughs> her. And that's what's preserving her. That's why she that's how she doesn't age is she's just all preserved with Belvedere. That's really funny. Um, and then I loved 
I loved all the emo music and the Blink-182 yeah. song at the end. It made me then put Blink-182 on repeat after watching this. I love that. I love that. I love that one song of theirs. I am going to, Stop. I'm going to give my uh, MVP to, to Rain. I'm sorry. I wanted mm. more of him. I think he's adorable. I thought it was so cute and funny when he asked Courtney to say poop on the mic during the reception. I was just like, yeah, that's like a six-year-old <laughs> kid. Like, well, more, more of that because that's authentic to me. So. And when Travis was giving his speech, didn't Rain say, like, this is so sad? <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah. That's funny. Huh. Oh, iconic. In, like, the background. Like, you don't see him, but you yes. just hear his little mousy voice. And he's like, this is so sad. But he said it so loud that, like, it got picked up on mic. So funny. <laughs> and it was just funny. That's hilarious. Like, we need more moments like that. Damn it. So, yeah. Devin, your MVP? MVP is Andrea Bocelli. Simply mm. because... He got his coins. Yes. And I'm kind of mad, though, that they win in Italy. I'm thinking you're going to go. I mean, they've spent so much money on this wedding, as we can see. Right. We talk about extravagance the entire time. And you have Andrea Bocelli come, who could have sang anything. The prayer. Literally. I mean, the, she walked to Ave Maria, but like literally anything else. And you have him sing an Elvis song. And so I'm giving him MVP for dealing with people with zero taste. <laughs> That's not weird. This is inspired. <laughs> like you have one of the best, most beautiful singers in the world in Italy mm. <laughs> and you have him sing Elvis. Maybe that's their song. Hence oh, like the, the Elvis Vegas wedding. I don't know, but like God tasteless. So MVP to Andrea and his son, Matteo for dealing with that. Sure. Uh, Did they pay for him to play at the wedding? Do you think? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm so sure. Yeah. He ain't doing it for free. He ain't doing it for the Hulu shout out. But you know, Courtney didn't pay. Cause <gasps> right. Let us never forget when Courtney had a problem with paying for the hotel oh my several God, seasons yeah. ago and whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> season of Kardashians that was. But I guarantee you, Kim paid for Andrea Bocelli. Yeah, Kim or Chris. Yeah, definitely. Oh, no, th Chris. Yes, that is what I meant. Chris paid. And, you know, she paid any amount. I would not I would not be surprised if it was like a million dollars, honestly. OK, Scott Watch, not a zip, nothing. Absolutely. And honestly, I didn't expect there to be any Scott. But, uh, you know, I always hold out hope. What can I say? Courtney was like a no. <laughs> she was like, was like, nope, no, no. Hard pass. Hard no. Hard pass. And then is this their flop era? I know, Devin, we were talking beforehand and you mentioned people are asking, is this the Kardashian flop era? And and after watching this, what do we all think? Is this <laughs> their flop era as evidenced by the special or or are we what is this? Just a little blip in their reign? I think this is the changing of the guard. I think there's a blip in the rain. I yeah. think that they will always be like reality's first family. Mm -hmm. But I think that we're tired of them. I don't think they give us anything other than like their their dating life and, you know, who they're marrying. Yeah. I feel like it's been a while since we've had a controversy within the family that was like actually worth speaking about. Right. Like nothing, nothing to the point of when like Caitlyn, like all the Caitlyn drama went down. Mm. Like we haven't had anything like that because they don't show us anything. They don't want to give us anything. Right. And then when they do give us stuff, to me, it comes off as desperate. So I just think that this new crowd and they're like not, I feel like they're kind of on TikTok, but they're not really on, they're not on the channel that they need to be to really be reaching the people that will help elevate them and or keep them on a great point on the level 
And also, I find it interesting that anytime they ever make like TikTok news, it's because of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. It feels desperate that they want to cling on to it. But at the same time, they're they're also saying, well, we don't want it. But I feel like they can't make up their mind whether or not they want to stay in the limelight. Or if they actually want the privacy and want to be done. You're so spot on. And you can't have both. You can't. But they think they can or uh, are straddling a line that is very like, oh, God. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a necessary flop era for all the reasons Devin outlined, because it's like they can't have their cake and eat it, too. And I think they're going to realize that that's not going to work for them and they're going to suffer and their businesses are going to suffer as a result of it because people just aren't interested in that anymore. And then eventually it's going to force them to reinvent themselves. And I think if anything, Courtney's probably going to go away. Chloe might back down a bit. And I think Kim's probably going to be the one that's going to spearhead the family moving forward. And it'll be interesting to see who moves with her or if she decides to bring forward the next generation which are the kids and how north and penelope are then going to peek into you know popular culture because i feel like kim's always going to be relevant chris is always going to continue to drive the business ventures for them for the most part but i feel like in terms of the kardashian family they're eventually like courtney's going to go into hiding and chloe i think has been so scarred by the media that she's also going to peel back that I think if anything this will force Kim to kind of reinvent the Kardashian brand and I can see her maybe moving forward either with the next generation or as her own entity outside of her sisters. That is so yeah again that's spot on and it's so it's a fascinating kind of look at fame and how it can change and how we can you know mold ourselves to whatever narrative we want it to be and I just I feel like we are really seeing them in their business era this is their business era and Sometimes it's best just to have a business and not like you always see CEOs putting their foot in their mouth. And so it's just I, you know, I don't know if they're (laughs) if if, if she also took business classes while she was taking law school classes. But yeah, it is interesting to see kind of their pivot and and ultimately what they decide to do, you know. So I just think the way that the younger generation consumes media is, first of all, it's not an hour long special. It's not long form. Yeah. I think the Kardashians were a very necessary blip in pop culture when they first came Mm -hmm. out. And I think to Zach's point, like maybe it is time for them to refocus and maybe the best thing for them would be after this Hulu contract is up to just disappear for a while. Just go away. Just sell the, sell the Kylie cosmetics. Give us mm. 818, give us skims and take a back seat. Cause I also think, and this is my, my very last point. No, please. I think the thing that people really don't like now is celebrity selling us products all the time. Wow. Like yeah. the way yeah. that I am so tired of every five minutes getting an ad for like the Jonas Brothers popcorn. I cannot no, stand it. I don't the care. Jonas oh, Brothers right. popcorn. <laughs> so, so like the best thing that they can do is just detach from influencer, continue to be business yes. people and rebrand that, themselves as like cooler, like down to earth people. That is a people great want, point. People want people they can relate to. Yes, I wholeheartedly yeah. agree with you. You bring up such a good point where it's like they're de-influencing and they're becoming business people or whatever, which is so fascinating. That's fascinating to me. And even the way, I mean, you know, they're still hawking products online, but not to the extent that they used to, which was like, whoa, like, holy shit. It was like every two seconds. But yeah, it's fascinating to see for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was, that was very eye-opening. 
Okay, final takeaways. I'm just going to go first because I just have one thing to say. I thought it was a waste of time in Hulu programming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the best investment. But at the same time, I also, I will disagree with you on that because I don't think Hulu had a lot of, well, maybe they paid Courtney and Travis a pretty paycheck. But for the most part, they didn't have to film any. Like, it was literally just like, we're going to hire an editor and he's going to put this together and we're going to film with Courtney for an hour and give her a paycheck and, you know... There was not much investment that they had to put into this. That's a good point. So, but my thing is, it's like this could have been a very like a, a YouTube blog on Poosh, like a oh, BT yes. behind <laughs> the scenes sort of vibe. Yeah. We didn't need, you know, we didn't need to wait that. a whole year for it, and we didn't need over an hour of content of yeah. it. Yeah, where's Poosh? I agree. I think this could have been a 30 minute to like a small (laughs) segment. Like it was so bland, it needed seasoning. I was tired by the end of it. And I just think at that point, like, especially because Courtney is always the one that's talking about how she doesn't want to be on camera. She doesn't want to do the show. Why give it? Why give us this if you knew it wasn't worth investing your time into or energy? You know what I mean? Like, don't there is such thing as bad content. You gave it to us and you could have just had a choice not to. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. You either are going to go all in and give us something worth talking about. Mm And be proud of it or like, just don't, don't give it to us. I don't think Travis cares about the show or fame at this point. Like he's trying to just heal his hand, suck on his wife's toes (laughs) and, uh, go on tour. It's so true. Don't give it to us. If it's not going to be good. If it's not going to be good. We don't want to see it. Like, come on. No, throw it away. Agreed. That's such a great point. Um, yeah. Well, thank you guys. This was, you know, as always, eye-opening, fascinating, kind of. And it was, as always, <laughs> but it's always great discussing all the Kardashian antics with you both. Thank you to Zach, Peter, my co-host. Thank you to our producer, Devin Ronaldo. And thank you all for listening to another episode of You're Doing Amazing, Sweetie, on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. <laughs>